Welcome into a crossover edition of Locked On SEC. We have a steel cage match between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Shots fired here, shots fired there. We're going to get into all of it with our guys, hosts of Locked On Aggies and Locked On Bama. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into a crossover edition of whether you're listening to Locked On SEC, Locked On Bama, or Locked On Aggies. We got you covered all over the place with one of the biggest stories in college football right now. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome in our guy Luke, host of Locked On Bama, and our guy Joey, host of Locked On Aggies. Guys, what's going on? Is there anything to talk about today? My goodness. Uh, Amber Heard and... uh... (laughs) The other guy, Johnny Depp. How about that? That's the biggest story in the country, right? That's what everybody's talking about. Let's start here, guys. Wednesday night, Jimbo Fish, or uh, or rather Nick Saban, speaking to a group of uh, big big money business owners in the Birmingham area, seemingly a private event where he's trying to talk about, you know, to these big money people about, hey, you know, we'd like you to donate some money to the university. Here's what's going on elsewhere. And he just paints the picture of, NIL deals and what's happening with collectives and all this kind of stuff. And obviously takes a shot at Jimbo Fisher and says, well, you know, A&M not just paid some players, but paid every player in their recruiting class. I'll start with you, Luke. Initial reaction when you heard Nick Saban say this. Uh, It's funny. I woke up about 4.30 this morning in Indianapolis and um, I just said, you know, I'll roll over and check Twitter. And it was like, oh, Lord, uh, a nuclear verbal bomb had been dropped and my, my initial thought was okay maybe i'm taking this out of context or something because this is weird and then i listened to the whole video if you listen to the whole video it does soften it all a little bit um because i think saban's point is this that um the, the nil is supposed to be for you you can receive money for essentially what you've earned and what you get once you get on campus that in a, in a utopian college football, it would be okay. Once somebody gets there, if they uh, have the, the cachet, if they have the swagger, if they have the, the marketing, then um, they can get uh, X amount of dollars for being sponsored. And I, th- I think that works out great. NIL is not supposed to be about um, being enticed to come to the school. Now, some people may say, what's wrong with that? What, what's wrong with enticing to come to school with money? I, I, I'm fine with that if, if that's the rule. And I think that's what Saban was saying was, hey, it, it sure sounds like all these other programs are, quote unquote, bragging in the newspaper. That's Those are his words <clears throat> about uh, getting X amount of dollars to come there. I mean, he used the Miami basketball example, which was a really good example, frankly. Um, and he talked about A&M. And the thing about A&M that was weird to me was I think that was more rumor and innuendo and just other, I think that was less in the papers and more just everybody believing, okay, A&M went from signing about one five-star a year to signing eight in one year. And during NIL, 
which is not supposed to be able to entice anybody. And that seemed a little bit odd. And I think that's what he was alluding to. It came out kind of poorly, if you ask me, but I think his overall point is correct. Joey, from the Aggie perspective, you hear Nick Saban say this on Wednesday night. What's your initial reaction? My initial reaction is, you know, in general, I think that I don't think any of these college coaches are in any sort of position to, to hold themselves as holier than thou on, on this subject specifically when it comes to um, to using financial incentives to create um, to create an incentive for a player to come to their school. Um, we know it's been happening for decades, whether it was legal or not. And now that it's legal for these players to get some money, um, it's it's a hard position for anybody to take to take. Hey, you know, we're more righteous than this guy over here. We're doing it the right way. They're doing it the wrong way, like, especially when it, it really has been the wild, wild west for, you know, for decades. It was completely unregulated. It was just do it under the table and and everybody sort of acknowledges it, but ignores it all at the same time. Um, so that's sort of my general takeaway. Um, and from an A&M perspective, um, like I said, I, I'm not under any misconception that that A&M is at all um, on the moral high ground in any sort of these circumstances. Because frankly, I don't think anybody is. I, I think the the story is is that you know A&M had an unbelievable recruiting class in 2022, and um, and like like we mentioned a second ago. Um, the insinuation became that it was that there was all these rumors and, and insinuation that the only reason that this happened was due to was due to NIL and that some being some inappropriate use of NIL. Uh, I will say for AM fans, um, you will be hard pressed to find a more passionate or invested um, fan base and alumni base than you will at AM. And so do I doubt that there is money being thrown um, around in promises to recruits before they've even stepped on the field? Um, no, I don't doubt that at all. But also, I understand that Bryce Young got a million-dollar NIL deal last year before he set foot on the field um, simply because he was slated to be the starting quarterback for, for Alabama before he stepped on the field. Now, that is, that is true what you say about Bryce Young, but I, I, again – it doesn't go against the spirit of the rule in that he had been on campus for a year and he did come to school with all this stardom already. I mean, he, everybody knew he was going to be the dude. So that's kind of where that came from. And I understand in a way it feels like, you know, you're, you're playing with semantics here that, okay, this is legal and this not. And it's all, look, I, I blame all of this on the cowardice of the NCAA for not having an actual rule that we can go by. Saban made a, a great point. He was like, we're not really sure what the rules are. I mean, we think we know what the rules are. We think we're doing the right thing, but other places, maybe they feel like they're doing the right thing. Maybe A&M feels like what they're doing is wrong. Did you notice today Jimbo Fisher kind of skirted when he, when they talked about, okay, well talk about what your class and, and the collective, et cetera. And he sort of said, I don't know what's going on with it. Do you <laughs> well, believe that for one second? Well, hold no. it right hold it right there, Luke. We're going to get into what Jimbo said today. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second, how Jimbo Fisher responded. But first, want to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Uh, look, 
We love brownies. You know what we love more. It's brownie batter. And that's what our friends at Built Bar have dived into now. They have a new creation that is better than ever. It is the brownie batter puff. You heard that right. The puff takes uh, protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now over at Built.com. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein packed in. There are only 7 grams of sugar. The brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick for me and these guys any day of the week. And all the Built Puffs Covered in 100% real chocolate. You can't go wrong whether you're hitting the road this summer or you need something in the car so you don't have to be stopping every couple of breaks. Built Bar, perfect thing to stock up on in your car, at the office, wherever it is. Go check them out right now. Built.com. Get those brownie batter puffs because I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. Go to Built.com. Use our promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off over at Built.com. Guys, continuing the conversation here, and we hear this morning, Thursday morning, that Jimbo Fisher is going to hold an emergency press conference at 10 a.m. Central to talk to the media. And it's like, man, Saban had shots fired Wednesday night. Jimbo's about to get his bows back in. Um, Luke, I'll start with you. We hear Jimbo Fisher say, uh, call Nick Saban a narcissist, said we've built him up to be the czar of college football, go dig into his past. What did you make of Jimbo's retort to Saban? First of all, I respect Jimbo Fisher's passion for his team and, and defense of it. I do. I think that's um, – I, I think he did miss a golden opportunity to take a bit of the higher road here. Um, it, it may play in his favor. I don't know. Maybe some recruits and players will dig the fact that uh, he, quote, unquote, stood up for him. I think it's kind of weird that a guy would say, hey, just ask anybody who's ever coached for him where the bodies are buried, quote, unquote. Yeah you coach more <laughs> so what the heck were you doing and if it's and if you're so morally righteous why didn't you turn him in or why didn't you quit on the spot when you learned something allegedly so yeah, Jimbo Fisher look every time I, I want to start to like him I, I kind of don't um and I understand a lot of people don't not like Nick Saban either I totally get that if you didn't like Nick Saban before today uh you really hate him now uh, and um, the the thing is, though, again, I go back to I think he was right. I think Jimbo had a right to be a little upset. I think Saban went over the line. I, I have no problem saying that. Um, at the same time, I thought Jimbo took it to the next level. He he Saban never used the word, you know, or never used the words Texas A&M cheated. He, he was kind of saying, look, I don't understand how they can do this and we can't do that or, or we do this and, and how it's so uh, different. And that's what he was trying to say. And uh, Jimbo went up there. I mean, he was literally shaking the entire press conference. He was so mad. And I feel like, you know, get yourself together a little bit more, calm down a little bit. And and if you want to address something, that's fine. But then he threw out some pretty serious allegations, if you ask me. And if you're going to do that, why no reporter there had the cojones to say, oh, you're saying you know where some bodies are buried. Where are those bodies buried? Because I, I feel like that would have been the, the easy follow-up question. I will say that, you know, J- Saban's comment was A&M paid, and granted, the school didn't pay. Jimbo keeps having plausible deniability. I didn't pay them. The collective paid them. Joey, what's the Aggie response to what you heard Jimbo say? So the, the Aggie response is that pretty much universally from players, fans, alumni, students, they love it, right? Um, And they love the fact that for so long 
A&M has been looked at as the little brother in a lot of these conversations, whether it was the little brother to the University of Texas for decades or the little brother in the SEC or anything like that. And A&M players, A&M fans, A&M students, everybody loves the fact that Jimbo's not here to be the little brother. Like he's not here to let Nick Saban feel like he can stand on a podium or stand, sit on a stage and say things about the A&M program whether true or not, whether they were inflamed or not, the fans and the players and the students love the fact that Jimbo's not going to let that be said and then just sort of brush it off and take it as no big deal. Um, Jimbo is there, and he has said a, a, a bunch of times, and he said it since he was hired, Jimbo came to Texas A&M to win a national championship at Texas A&M, uh, or hopefully multiple national championships at A&M. And so if, if you want to live in that world, you can't be scared of the Nick Sabans and the Alabamas and the Georgias. And that's essentially what, what he's saying is he's not going to back down. He's not going to let Nick Saban say things about him that, and, and he's a little, you know, and I agree with what you're saying that he was extremely emotional in the conversation. Um, and part of that is, you know, he, he's got a big investment in these kids that are there and all the players that are on the roster now have been recruited by him. He's been there long enough now that the, the program is his program. These are his kids. You know, you know, you hear the story, you know, walk into the family's living room and make promises about you're going to, you know, look out for the best interest of their kid. And he feels like this guy who um, is, you know, what he wants to be and what sort of is one of their primary rivals and one of the primary obstacles in getting where they want to go as a program. And, uh, and, and he made a comment that, from Jimbo's perspective, was a shot at him, was a shot at his program and his players and his players' families. And I don't think Jimbo felt like he could sit there and and not take an extremely strong stand and, like you said, even take it up a notch to the next level in terms of answering it um, without, without feeling like he was doing a disservice to his players and the recruits that are coming in this next year that are committing to him and all that kind of stuff. And, and from at least from social media, and you know, we all know what social media tells us, uh, the reaction from the players um, and the recruits and the, the guys who signed in 2022 is all extremely positive. And a lot of, hey, this is the guy that I signed up to play for. This is why I signed up to play for him is because he's going to have. Well, where do we go from here? How does Saban respond? What's the aftermath of this? We'll discuss that with you guys in just a second. Need to remind our listeners about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online, they are the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including uh, you got the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball's rolling along. We got fights, even next season's NFL futures. Hey, you want to get an early line on the Alabama AM game next year? It's going to draw a lot of interest. Bet Online, they got it there for you. BetOnline.net, they are your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head on over to their website today. You can use your mobile device, learn about all the trends and action. I tell everybody all the time, bookmark it in your phone. It should be the first website you go to every day to check all the information you need before you do anything that day. They got it all there for you. It is BetOnline. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. Continue our conversation with Luke from Locked On Bama and Joey from Locked On Aggies. And, guys, uh, where do we go from here? I'm sure we're going to hear Nick Saban fire back again at Jimbo now that shots have been fired in his direction. 
But more importantly, what's going to be the aftermath of this? I've seen some people saying on social media, this was just to fire up Saban to fire up his team to go beat at Bama uh, A&M by seven touchdowns this year. Uh, start with you, Joey. Where, what's the aftermath here? What do you expect to hear from Nick Saban? Oh, I'm sure, you know, Nick will have something to say similar to what a lot of folks have had to say about Jimbo having worked for him and, and, and you know, all those sorts of things. And, and, and like I said earlier, a lot of my context and feeling about this kind of stuff back and forth between the coaches comes from the idea that, you know, none of these guys really sit on any sort of moral high ground. So the, the back and forth is, is, you know, mostly for show and it's mostly an attempt to, you know, create an impression either for their players, like you were saying a second ago, uh, to fire them up to get ready for what's going to be a huge game early, you know, a, a month or so into the college football season. It's going to be a huge game uh, that will have, you know, playoff implications potentially. Um, or to, to point out to recruits like, hey, yeah, you know, A&M or these other schools are going to come offer you money. But, you know, even if they're offering you money, they can't offer you what I as Nick Saban, you know, the best college football coach ever and, you know, the X number of national titles can offer you. Even if we're not offering you the same stuff from a financial standpoint, we can do more for you in other ways. Um, so I'm sure that's what all of this stuff is back and forth from the coach. So we'll hear more of this and, and it'll fire up the fan bases and we'll have, I'm sure we'll have a few more of these conversations. Uh, we'll, we'll get to know each other pretty well in these, in these contexts <laughs> over the course of the next few months. And, uh, and we will, uh, and, and then we'll get to October 8th and there'll be a bunch of fanfare and a bunch of, uh, of, hullabaloo about it and it'll be hopefully it'll be a fantastic game and, and the better team that day will come out on top and uh and like I said, it'll have a lot of implications on the rest of the season and maybe we'll get to see it again later on in the year in january luke what's the aftermath yeah um first of all i, I think it, the, that that october 8th game is going to be pretty incredible and you know at this point as I tweeted out, the only people that are going to be able to afford the tickets are A&M recruits. I mean, I'm just teasing everybody. I'm just teasing. Um, but, uh, no, look, I, I don't think Nick Saban's going to have necessarily this big comeback. I don't. I don't think he's going to have this uh, moment where he comes back and says, oh, well, Jimbo worked for me and he shouldn't say things like that. I don't think he's going to have one of those moments. He's much more calculated than that. And I think he's going to sort of – sidestep this thing for a while i think he's just going to let it die down a little bit look he I, he got his point across nick saban doesn't do anything without it being uh what what he wants it to be so he's very controlling and you know that can be a good or a bad thing but i think he controlled this situation in the sense that he wanted this to get out he wasn't saying it uh, i know you said earlier it was a, a room full of boosters it was more like um some kind of press conference and welcome for the world games that are coming to Birmingham. So there weren't just Alabama boosters in there. There were a lot of different folks. He knew this was going to get out. And um, if he didn't know that, he wouldn't have said it. So, um, again, I feel like Saban's going to try and just let this die down a little bit and see what happens. But I do believe this, that, uh, you know, the fans are going to ratchet this up a notch for sure. And it, it's kind of bad because I went to the AM game last year Love to be in there. Had a great time. Um, really impressed with the facilities. Uh, really impressed with the campus. And uh, enjoyed my time there, even though Alabama lost. Um, I, I was fine with it. But it, I do find it funny that so many people are like, this. you know, Saban's just uh, mad that everybody's catching up and leveling the playing field. Look, Alabama lost to A&M last year and still played for the national championship with its two best receivers out. <laughs> you know, come on. And, and most of its running backs out. So 
Saban's not going anywhere. He's not scared of anybody. He's not scared of Jimbo Fisher. I mean, come on. Um, but I do find it interesting. And again, I know everybody's going to say, man, Greg Sankey's got to be so upset by this. There's a part of Greg Sankey that if he enjoys making money is like, this is the best thing that's ever happened (laughs) because the SEC is front and center in the middle of the NBA playoffs, uh, in the middle of the Major League Baseball season, and right after the NFL draft, here's the SEC right here, and everybody's talking about it. Yeah, no no talk of Golden State and what Steph Curry did today. Everybody's talking Nick Saban (laughs) and Jimbo Fisher. Guys, this has been awesome, a great crossover edition. Uh, Luke, real quick, tell uh, the listeners who aren't listening to Locked on Bama what they could get on Locked on Bama. Uh, please do go check us out at Locked on Bama. Jimmy Stein and I have a lot of fun. If you know anything about Alabama internets, then you know Jimmy Stein is an Alabama internet legend. He's been on it since uh, forever, and he's had that computer that long. That's why he always has technical difficulties. <laughs> I don't, but he's got a computer run by gerbils, and um, that's why every night again, he has to do it from his car. But we have a lot of fun on Locked on Bama, and we usually get some inside stuff, so please do check us out. And Joey hosting Locked on Aggies. New to us, but not new to covering the Aggies. He's been doing that a long time. Uh, Let our listeners know what you got up at Locked on Aggies coming this week. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm new to Locked on, which is awesome. Um, We're going to be getting the show up and rolling here really soon and going to bring a lot of really good stuff. Uh, got some got some really great analysts ready to come on and talk to us about AM football. Uh, Going to try to get you know some recruits and players and things like that involved so that we can get some really good information for our Locked On listeners for sure. I, I got to say one thing before I go. This is why I love Locked On. Uh, Chris, you're doing the show from an empty skybox in a very small uh, Mountain West stadium. Uh, Joey's doing the uh, podcast from what looks like a show, a model house, a spec house with no furniture in it. I'm doing it from my Sky Club. I mean, none of us are anywhere we're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it is awesome, and that's what makes uh, Locked On great, and that's why we're able to all come together and offer our opinions on everything. Uh, last thing, really quick, uh, Luke, give me a pick. Who wins, Bama or A&M? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going Bama. Look, you can't – Saban's been <laughs> – thinking about this thing for a while yeah bama's winning by 14 joey who wins the game this year oh it's a for sure <laughs> there we have it that's what i love guys thanks so much for the time really appreciate it all right guys all right thanks, thanks. a lot for making uh whether it's locked on bama locked on aggies or locked on sec your first listen every day i've been chris gordy go make your second listen check out our other podcast if you're listening to locked on sec go listen to locked on bama if you're listening to locked on bama go listen to locked on aggies Tons of great trash talk going on all across the network. We'll talk to you guys very soon right here on Locked on SEC, Locked on Bama, Locked on Aggies on the Locked on Podcast Network.